Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. An Erio's original. Hey everyone, are you my friend or family member? Do you listen to this podcast regularly and want more episodes? Then the RRS method is just for you. Take a moment right now to rate, review, and subscribe. It helps us get the word out and ensures that we get to make more of these. Thank you so much for your support. It really means a lot to us. Hi, this is Amanda. I run the Erios Network, and I will confirm that if The Alarmist doesn't get five new reviews by next week, the show will be canceled. <gasps> no! <laughs> Guys, that's a threat. <laughs> Here's a recent review that we got. Ocho WR8 says, awesome show, one tip. He gave us five stars. Just made aware of the show by Google searching best podcasts. Today is day three and I've listened to probably five episodes. I love learning about historical disasters. One tip, can you do a YouTube video while you're recording your podcast? This may already be happening, but just thought it could be another great avenue to get the awesome show to the masses. Great job. Well, thank you, Ocho. And Amanda, can we do a YouTube video? Yes, in fact, we can, but only if we get 15 new reviews <laughs> by next week. Oh, no, guys, it keeps going up. <laughs> get to typing, people. The show depends on it. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist.
Today we're going to be covering the Silver Bridge Collapse. And this was actually recommended to us by one of our listeners a while back. And I actually can't find their name. So if you're out there and it's you, please email us, let us know. This one's for you, listener, mystery person. Now, I've actually never been afraid of bridges. And after doing research for today's episode, I can now fully confirm that bridge collapses are one of my newest, greatest sphere. So thank you so much, mystery listener. Here's what you need to know about the Silver Bridge Collapse. The Silver Bridge, also known as the Point Pleasant Bridge, which connected Southern Ohio and West Virginia, was packed with rush hour commuters and holiday shoppers on December 15, 1967. At around 5 p.m., the Ibar Chain Suspension Bridge, built in 1928, collapsed, sending cars and trucks into the Ohio River and resulting in the deaths of 46 people. Investigation of the wreckage pointed to the cause of the collapse being the failure of a single I-bar in a suspension chain. Due to a small defect, 0.1 inches deep, this hairline fracture eventually gave out and made the I-bar crack, causing a domino effect that brought the entire bridge down. The Silver Bridge Collapse remains the deadliest bridge disaster in United States history. Fun Facts, a.k.a. Death Stats This December 15 marks 52 years since the bridge collapse. Witnesses estimated that it took only about a minute for the whole bridge to fall. The bridge served 4,000 vehicles every day. It was named the Silver Bridge for the color of its aluminum paint. The Silver Bridge was 2,235 feet long, just under a half a mile. It was a two-lane bridge that stood 102 feet above the Ohio River. The construction of the bridge only took one year. In all, 31 vehicles went into the Ohio River that day, sending 64 people into its 44-degree waters. Of the 64 that went in, 46 died. Two of the 46 victims were never found. What a truly insane tragedy. And today, we have a very special guest. He's a good friend of mine, Matt Hobby. Hi. Hi, I'm Matt. Here. Yeah. <laughs> here to brighten up this uh, this tragic thing. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for... If you guys could only see Matt, he's got a great smile, mm-hmm. and he loves a, a good hangout. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love a good hang. <laughs> um, now, you actually might know... Uh, his voice from the uh, popular network TV sitcom, Young Sheldon. Yes, uh, I speak with a southern accent in that. Though. Oh, so, show, yeah. us, show us the, the twang. <clears throat> hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> nice to be here. Now, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and you play the pastor? I play the pastor on the show, yes, that is correct. So uh, now you guys have a good visual of the, the smile he's giving us. All the background actors say, you know who you look like? You look like Joel Osteen. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, do. all the time. <laughs> also with us today is fact checker Chris. Hi, what's up, what's up? Yo, fact checking into your ears today. That's enough. Wow. And- I don't have a thing yet. Like, so <laughs> okay, I'm still we're figuring it figuring out. Figuring it out. <laughs> and we also have producer Amanda. 
Hi, guys. But I have to say today I'm handing over the controls to Chris because I have to go watch Home Alone. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Spoiler alert (laughs) for next week. (laughs) Now, Matt is a a perfect guest for us today um, because not only is he does he have a little bit of OCD about home security. Mm -hmm. um, That's just like who he is. You know, tell us a little bit about that first. Well, I have to protect myself and my family and my home. Uh, And uh, I'm also risk averse when it comes to my finances. (laughs) He's so, just our kind of guy here. So I've created a home security system that uh, consists entirely of dowel rods. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> yeah, it's just basically my, the windows on my house are like, sli- they slide side to side. Oh, gotcha. And, That's a problem. Uh, I'm just so afraid that somebody could, because the locks are just, they're so plastic and yeah. cheap. Yeah. That um, I just put some dowel rods. It's really like a grandparent kind of I, move. We used to do that in Florida. My parents right. do that. So did mine. Yeah. I'm from Florida as yeah. well. Yeah, and and we did that in New York. We I used to have a piece of ply of wood that I would put um, on, on top of the windows. Those went up and down. Right. You it, know that. Technique. It's the sort of thing like it's it's like the club for your car. <laughs> although I never quite understood how those worked. Like the, I was like, why does the why does putting that on your steering wheel save your car? Right. Right. Well, it. Ex- extends the steering wheel the it sticks out so that you can't turn the wheel but what if you just stole it and went straight, went straight. I, guess- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that anybody's ever tried that yeah but now you, you can yeah. good idea but not just that so yeah that's your thing right but also you had a grandfather who was, almost was on a bridge collapse now this is yes and there's a little bit this is this is like family lore and it's in my brain and it I don't know who told me, and I don't know if I dreamed it. So he's a reliable <laughs> source. <laughs> but, yes, there was a bridge in uh, Florida called the Skyway Bridge, which connects Pinellas and Manatee counties, which is on the Gulf Coast, like mm-hmm. off the Gulf of Mexico. And uh, there was a suspension bridge there, and it had similar to the, the Silver Bridge. I-bar. A col- it was not an I-bar bridge. It was a but chain? it collapsed. Okay. And my great-grandfather, uh, my mom's grandfather, was, according to family lore, driving a bus over the bridge at the time and escaped. So I'm here. And here you are. I'm here wow. on a podcast. Wow. He probably must have... He, so he drove over it. it. He drove over it and then it collapsed. Or he was on it like it, while it you know, was collapsing. Because it's a long bridge. Yeah. There's a long run up to the actual suspension bridge part. Uh-huh. So I don't know that he was on the suspended part, Ugh. but uh was on the uh was on the run up or the run down. That is terrifying. This is a- Oh, nothing scarier. I mean, that is really the one of the my biggest fears is the thing the thing you have no control over. Ugh. Those people were that nobody did anything wrong. Right, well, none of the victims or did, did anything they? wrong. Well, of well, course, yes, none of the victims. They bought heavy cars. That's that was something <laughs> I read about. Well, the Sunshine Skyway Bridge collapse was in um, 1980. Is this correct? Correct. Yeah. And it, it says that a freighter ship hit the bridge during a heavy rainstorm. Well, that's even scarier. The, right. See, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't even the fault of the bridge. Right. <laughs> You know what will we do with a drunken sailor? What will we do with a drunken sailor? You know, somebody hits the bridge, and you're like, "My commute." Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So let's get started blaming, of you know, because that's what we're here to do. Yep. And 
we can actually talk about the disaster scene first. Um, here are some accounts from the survivors and witnesses who lived through this horrific scene. Mm-hmm. Now, this is from corrosiondoctors.org. Many heroic eyewitnesses tried to help the victims who fell in the water. Rescue crews were on the disaster scene within minutes and were able to save some of the people from drowning on the Ohio River. Witnesses indicated that many of the vehicles were floating downstream while passengers would beat on the windows trying to escape. Now, this is a horrible, horrific visual. One eyewitness described being seeing a truck driver standing on the top of his truck, Cobb yelling for help as his vehicle slowly floated downstream in the cold water. William Needham, a truck driver from Kernsville, North Carolina, barely escaped death. He was in the cab of his truck driving across the bridge when the collapse occurred. He managed to survive, but his partner in the truck cab never escaped the water of the Ohio River. His partner was asleep in the rear cab and had strapped himself in for safety when the bridge collapsed. So not even like the safety so folks, measures. Don't wear your seatbelts. <laughs> That's right. That's the takeaway. That's the takeaway. If we were to stop right now. <laughs> Anytime you're heading over a bridge, go ahead and unclick that belt. <laughs> <laughs> now, in all fairness though, yes. And <laughs> and you know what I keep in my car is yeah. a, a hammer, one of those hammers that you can break the window. A, a great idea. Yes. Yes. Because that was the other thing. They couldn't get the windows down. Once the car goes in. The how water. Big is that, how big is that hammer? It's it's. I bought it on Amazon. It's not that big. You can so put it in your glove compartment. So trustworthy source. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. that expensive. So it's TBD. How well it works. Um, What's it made of? There is some plastic and some metal. <laughs> some plastic, some. What kind of metal? Hopefully something stronger it's, than aluminum. No, no. It's it's metal. It's it's not like uh. It's it, they they make them for cars. It's, it's for windows. Meant- yeah, it's meant, right. meant for car windows. For car windows that can survive kicking, right? I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Why are we making car windows so strong? Well, because rocks. Have you ever been driving on the road and then like mm. a rock flies out of a truck? Fair. So you think <laughs> your tiny plastic hammer is stronger than a rock that I mean, hits your window on a highway? Yeah, I think it has a warranty, so I trust it. <laughs> They're not getting many warranty claims. Anyone who doesn't work for I- dies. <laughs> Is dead. That's really point. true. I, I but um, okay. We'll not think about that. We're not going to think about that right now. So this was a terrible scene. I mean, a lot of people lost their lives. They were stuck in the cars. Like there, there were families that were together, and some some made it, some didn't. There's an account of 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 a man whose wife. Um, and their 17-month-old daughter were in the vehicle, and he survived, but he wasn't able to get her out. It was, you know, a t- it must have been a, a uh, just a, one of those, uh, I-, I can't imagine just standing on the side and watching that happen. Oh, you know, ne- never. What a, a crazy visual of, of mm. this, this bridge just falling down in cars, just falling into a river. I mean... Absolutely terrible. As a new, this is one of the things. As a new, as a as a new parent, I have a two year old. As a new parent, I c- I feel like maybe I was emotionally dead before, but like <laughs> now, anything involving kids, like news stories about kids, I it's so much more visceral. Mm. You know, to hear that I that thing about an eighteen month old is just heart. It's heartbreaking. Oh, it's oh. heartbreaking, and it's on top of it, it's Christmas time. Oh, you it was know, Christmas? it's oh, December fifteenth. Yeah. So, like, you know, the 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 bridge was full of uh, Christmas shoppers, and you know, people 
doing their Christmas shopping, you know, going to and fro. Just terrible. And and not just that, but like commuters, you know, just people going home from work. The last thing you think about when you're going home from work is that something like that is going to happen. Yeah. Obviously, you just yeah. want to, you know, you want to forget about your work day and right. get home and have dinner. Yeah. See your loved ones. So mm. it... You're like, bills up my ass. It's the end of the quarter. You <laughs> know? <laughs> All I want is... Doris from accounting is asking me for papers and go to bed. Yeah, (laughs) so absolutely horrible. Cold water, cold water. Yeah, cold water could be to blame here. Mm. Cold water. That's interesting. Now you think because of hypothermia. How long does hypothermia take to set in? I know nothing. Okay, well, first fact checker mission, I guess. (laughs) Thank you. Well, look, you want to temporarily? Well, in the Titanic, I think it took like fifteen minutes or something. Okay, but that that was very cold. Really, air is the thing. Um, and also, I I'm assuming a a, a it's a river. It's the Ohio River, so there's like heavy. uh, That's a deep river. I mean, if it it's got to be a deep a deep river. To, it's a strong for current. all those, but like for trucks and right. cars to sink, yes, right to sink. You're you're talking what at least, you know what you got to have at least ten feet of depth, right? So okay, let's talk about the 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 type of bridge. This is even before we start pointing fingers. Okay, you know, I'm ready to point fingers, but yes, I know, but yes, we must. We okay, <laughs> no, okay. So what is an eye bar chain suspension bridge? Hmm. Good question, right? Let's start by understanding what is a suspension bridge, period, right? The popular ones that come to mind are Golden Gate Bridge, the Brooklyn Bridge. What a bridge. Yeah, great bridges. These suspension bridges are the type in which the deck, the load-bearing portion, is hung below suspension cables on vertical suspenders. That's hundreds of wires bundled up together to form larger cables that hold the bridge up. If one wire were to snap, there are hundreds more to keep the cable steady, right? So this is like an insurance system. It's like a, a one might call it a support system, right? And uh, for just a visual, I mean, you've seen for the for the listeners, you've seen a um, a suspension bridge in the examples you gave. The very sort of smaller example of it is thinking about a hammock and two trees being sort of like the two pillars and the ha- the hammock in the middle supporting the weight instead of it being you it's the sort of whatever cars right. that are coming through yeah. so if one of those little strings on that's holding up the hammock tears apart the hammock's not going to fall down right 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 because you have many cables and if you fall out it's probably ropes. 6 inches to the ground yeah you know? that's right hammocks there's a lot of hammocks are yeah, safe yeah, yeah. relatively safe i would give them a, a stamp of safety I mean, unless you get extreme with it, unless you go extreme hammocking, extreme, yeah. which is a thing, is it? Yes, no, they totally be. go up no, way high in the trees. Fact check that. Of course, it has extreme to be extreme hammocking. Uh, it has to be. Looking People are so dumb. But okay, an eye bar chain suspension bridge is different in the sense that it doesn't use cables; it uses eye bars. Now, the eye bars that were used were long steel plates. Now, these are two inches thick with a 12-inch face and range from 44 to 55 feet in length. So the ends of the eye bars terminated in loops, allowing pins to join them to the next eye bar section, like a bicycle chain, if that makes any sense. Totally does. Um, they I've al- been on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> but the, yes, that's exactly what that is. Yeah. So the pins hold the, this metal plate. like uh, it, it looks almost like a, a wrench, 
imagine a wrench, but with circles at the end instead of those open claws. Right, 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 right. Okay. So they also bore the hanging weight of vertical supports that held up the bridge deck below, so like other suspension bridges. While other successful bridges had used I-bar chain suspension and incorporated many redundancies, at the time the nearest model to the silver bridge was the now decommissioned bridge in Florianopolis, Brazil. Oh, what a name. (laughs) Rolls right off the tongue, doesn't it? (laughs) Florianopolis. (laughs) Well, you say it much better than I. Other I-bar models, like the Three Sisters in Pittsburgh, constructed at the same time, were shorter and used as many as eight bars in a section. The silver bridge only used two. Two bars. Two bars. We're talking, yeah. usually the, the other bridges used six to eight. Mm-hmm. So if one of those broke right. or cracked, yeah. there were there would be at least five other bars. And these are strong bars. But if you have two and one breaks. Listen, if I've got two bars on my phone, I'm not making a call. No, that's right. You know what I mean? What I don't want point. two bars on a bridge. to Wi-Fi. <laughs> no. Exactly. This is what's wild. So the, I did a little tiny bit of fact checking, just as a visual. I don't, it's really hard to de- kind of describe the difference between a suspension bridge and a um, I bar bridge. But one thing that they kept saying was, in a suspension bridge, there's more redundancies. Yeah. Basically, meaning mm-hmm. there are more wires, so that if one wire happens to snap then there are many, many, many more wires exactly. that can hold this thing together. Just like our hammock theory. <laughs> Whereas the um, if one eye bar it's gets, brutal. Get, um, cracks or breaks, as, as is what happened in the Silver Bridge, like if one part of that eye bar breaks, then the whole bridge collapses. It goes so, down. So, I mean, let's talk about the mechanics of how it actually went down. So the bridge failure was due to a def- defect in a single link, I bar three thirty. It was three I bar three thirty mm. on the north of the Ohio subsidiary chain. So the first link below the top of the Ohio tower. So it was closer to the Ohio side. A small crack was formed through fretting wear at the bearing and grew through internal corrosion, a problem known as stress corrosion cracking, which we'll talk about later on. The crack was only, like I said, 0.1 inches deep when it went critical, and it broke in a brittle fashion. So growth of the crack was probably exacerbated by residual stress in the eye bar created during manufacture is what they think. With only two bars, the failure of one could impose excessive loading on the second, so all of the weight goes to the second one, Mm -hmm. causing the total failure, which would be unlikely if more bars were used. While a low-redundancy chain can be engineered to the design requirements, the safety is completely dependent upon correct, high-quality manufacturing, assembly, and maintenance. Mm. So you need three things to go perfectly (laughs) well. (laughs) And if we know humans... Right. That never happens. You got to make it. You got to you got to come up with it. You got to get the right material. You got to put it together the right way and you got to check it on yes. it. Yes. Checking on things is so imperative. It's it's a but it's a huge ask. It's a huge ask for humanity who has proven to us that they're not Somebody along <laughs> the way is just going to do a half-assed job at one exactly. of those things. Yeah, and fills up my ass. It's the end of the quarter. You know what I mean? That's right. And he's like, I got, I just got to, 
I just got to get through today. Look, it's a paycheck for these people. Yeah. It is true. I mean, these, I, I, although, I mean, the stakes are so high that if you accept a job like this, you got to feel like you have, you feel the responsibility. But it I was would probably, hope so. you know, the thing about like the low bid theory, right? Like everybody choose, like a city is going to choose a low bid. Right. Right. So they're like, hey, we got this beautiful design of this Ibar bridge. It's safe if it's perfect. Mm-hmm. And then who are we going to get to build it? Well, one guy wants to charge us. You know, oh. $8 million. And, uh, but this guy says he can do it for two and a half. That's right. Uh, we have a fireplace right? we need to work on at our house. And a guy gave us a really high quote. And there's no way we can pay for it. No. So I'm wondering if I sh- can just get in there myself, <laughs> go get some brick from, I don't know, the local local brick maker. Yeah. Maybe even steal a few from a, from a house from the another project. Yeah, <laughs> bricks, of course. And then just do it myself. Yes, this is, and this is where I come in and I say, absolutely not. That's not going to happen. And I'm glad we discussed this. Um, It's interesting that Matt brought up... I just want you to know, Fact Checker, I have your back. (laughs) I think you should get in that fireplace. I think you should go for it. I think... What's the worst that could happen? Fireplace? What's the first part of fireplace? Fire. Exactly. Okay. If it's not done right... It will burn your house down. <laughs> but Matt brings up a good point because later in the document you talk about did the oh, yeah. company, American Bridge Company, well, we're go gonna, cheap. We're going to get to that after this break. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux. XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all have stress and anxiety we carry around as we go about our everyday life. 
At The Alarmist, we know it's always better to say it out loud and talk it through. Whenever I stress about the sinking of the Titanic, I don't sit with those thoughts in a dark room. I turn on the lights and dive right into it. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and work through what's really going on. Maybe you can't stop spiraling or catastrophizing. I started therapy over 10 years ago and never looked back. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Heck, we sometimes change our minds and rethink the verdict at The Alarmist. And that's also okay when it comes to therapists. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Alarmist today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Alarmist. Thank you so much myself or anyone else who was talking uh, about another product. <laughs> <laughs> now we're back. <laughs> so... I'm hungry to put people up on the board. And I feel like we should start with the designer. Ooh. Now, the Silver Bridge was designed by J.E. Griner Company. But it was built by Gallia County, Ohio River Bridge Company, later West Virginia, Ohio Bridge Company. And its subcontractor, U.S. Steel's American Bridge Company. Now that well, means that we're they're already the ones in a web of lies. I know. <laughs> There's so a many whole people. Lot of new who follow the money. <laughs> follow the money. So th- th- that means that the ones who were carry who actually carried out the work for the project were the American Bridge Company. So they got hired by the other companies to do the the work for mm-hmm, the bridge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Although the mm-hmm. original, this is according to transportation.wv.gov. So, sounds official. Although the original design had called for conventional wire cables, an Ibar chain design bid as an alternate came in at a lower price. Ah. There you go, Matt. <laughs> there you go. It's no bid. <laughs> So the American Bridge Company, which won the bid, they won the bid mm-hmm. for the project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is exactly how you painted it. <laughs> they settled on the cheaper method of using I-bars instead of cables. Dowel of rods wire. instead of a Nest Home security system. <laughs> Dowel rods from Home Depot. It's like, you know this person. Oh, you know. I am this person. Yes. <laughs> I was meant to be a disgraced city councilman. <laughs> 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 <It's> like, <laughs> Oh, you would play a great one on TV. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, I think we should put the American Bridge Company. I, American I, Bridge Company's got to go on the board. But I also to. think, so the original design had more redundancies, as Fact Checker put it, right? The, uh, original, the original design, design they wanted... Um, a suspension. Yes, cable the, the suspension. conventional wire cables. Yeah. That's what they wanted. But here's the thing, right? There's nothing wrong with... We, do we want to debate at this point? Or of do we, course. Okay. Who's approving? Who's who's saying yes to the bid, right? It's a good question. Oh, boy. This is because it, it's, you know, if I come to your house and I say, hey, I'll, I'll fix your fireplace for, you know, a six-pack and a, and, and a bowl of Lucky Charms. Right. And you I'm say like... no. I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> I just offered to do it for cheap. And if you say yes, and then I do a terrible job, which I would... Right. Fixing a fire, fixing a fireplace, and then your house burns down. Whose whose fault was it? Was it my fault for 
Or was it yours for saying yes? I guess it depends on the contract. If there was a contract signed and there, you were like, okay, you're going to do this right and it's going to last me 10 years, the right? The only contract you ever sign is one that limits the liability of the person who gave you the contract. I know. Right? right. Like, that's all it ever is. It's always like, by stepping into this climbing gym, you agree to this not a, sue us when you break your fingers. This is a problem with the our society. Right. Lawyers. <laughs> Well, just Let's lack put of responsibility. On the board. <laughs> but it's a good question, though, because it, if it's bridging West Virginia and Ohio, whose municip- whose municipality does that fall under, and who made the final decision to approve the design? Right. Yeah, see, you took my dumb question and made it smart. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so it looks like uh, uh, Gallia County, Ohio River Bridge Company. They were the ones that had it. They they got American Bridge Company as a subcontractor. Can so, we just look at this? For ten, it sounds like 10, Ohio. For a second, can we just look at this from ten thousand feet for a second. Who who wants to go to West Virginia? <laughs> we, why do you want to? I heard. I heard it's actually Ohio beautiful. Why did we need a bridge right here? I will never answer that question. I'm sorry. We, you know who knows? They're they're going back and forth. You might live in West Virginia and work in Ohio. You you need that bridge, baby. Not if baby. there's not a bridge, you don't. You, you <laughs> so fuck. you're saying Ohio yeah. and West Virginia should have they stayed in their own place. They should not be, yes. They, they no. should have stayed separate. I've, I've, I've been to Ohio, and I have not been to West Virginia. But mm-hmm. I've heard great things about West Virginia, and Ohio was lovely when I went. A lot of open fields, I would say. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm sure they're both wonderful places. I was just being a pun. <laughs> I was going to let you finish that sentence. (laughs) Don't perpetuate the stereotypes of podcasters, Matt. Right. Fair. 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 So, okay. So do we want to put... I I think that's a really good question. Does it fall into the West Virginia or Ohio? Or do they share the blame? Maybe we put the Ohio and West Virginia government. Yeah. Ohio Um, and West Virginia government. Because they have to share it, right? Right. It was a joint idea. Right. They had to get approval both ways. Yeah. It's on so, the board. Yeah. Ohio can't approve right. a bridge o- for alone. West Virginia. You know? <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. right. So what do, what do the analysts say, right? So this happens, and of course, I, I believe it was Lyndon B. Johnson was the president at the time, mm. and he it, it says, you know, we're going to get to the bottom of, you know, the Ohio what River. happened. No, what happened. Okay, right, 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 right. <laughs> And he sa- starts an investigation. Uh, according to Timeline.com, the most alarming part of the forensics analysis conclusion was that there was no way for engineers or maintenance crews to have found the ruinous defect save by taking apart the entire joint, which since it was integral to the bridge's structural integrity, would have been merely restating the problem. Right? So if they took it out to uh, inspect it, then the bridge would have fallen. Would collapse, right. <laughs> if ever a design was to blame for failure, writes engineering historian Henry Petrowski, Petrowski this was it. Mm. So Petrowski thinks that the design is to be uh, blamed, but the design was dictated by the money, by the cost. Because the original design was different. Mm. So 
it's a good point. There's no way that what he's saying essentially is there's no way to properly inspect the eye bar design. Right. Because you can't get into certain areas. There's just no way to inspect it. You have to pull it all apart in order to properly inspect it. So the design itself is flawed in the sense that you can't properly. Right. Who does? Who was the first to design the eye bar well, bridge? Of course. Oh, oh, boy. Here we right? go. That's, let's let's look that because up. Because if that's then that's that person's whoever was like, what about a bicycle chain for a bridge? Right. But uh, they they might have been like, as long as you use six to eight of them. It, it's like it's the choices that were made. I don't think you can blame the the designer of the eye bar. It's just the 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 person who approved this two to me the two eye bar system is the problem. Yes. Okay. So why don't we put the designer of the bridge, who they say is J E Griner Company. Griner. I mean, who trusts somebody with a last name Griner? <laughs> who trusts somebody who won't even tell you what their first and middle names are? Exactly. I know. J-E. J-E. What's the big mystery? It could be a John. James Edward? It could be a Jason. <laughs> you know, J- Jimmy? Jimmy? Jeffrey. What's the worst J name? Oh. Uh, mm. I almost said Jackson, and then I have like three <laughs> nephews named Jackson. <laughs> Not nephews, but extended family. Uh, uh, hmm, the worst J name. Oh, I know it. So um, <laughs> my wife's cousin uh-huh. lived with an Irish guy whose name was Jarleth. Jarleth? Jarleth. Okay. That is the worst J name I've ever heard. I'm really impressed that I, with myself that wow. I remembered it. So Jarleth E. Griner. Yeah. He's embarrassed, right? Yes. That's the uncontested winner, Jar- <laughs> Jarleth. So... Okay, so we've got that company up on the board. Now, I I went online, as I do, and I looked up American Bridge Company, and they're still around. Still in business. Yes, baby. Oof. Now, here's what their website says about mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. The history of American Bridge Company is rich with record-breaking spans, never-before-seen engineering and construction techniques, and countless innovations that have set us apart. Founded as a J.P. Morgan engineered merger of 28 bridge and structural companies in 1900, we have set ourselves apart pursuing and completing legendary bridge, marine, and complex structures projects worldwide. This is our history and our future. So nowhere on the site... Did they say that they built the Silver Bridge? <laughs> right, 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 right. Except for that one. <laughs> they didn't. Uh, so, uh, in parentheses at the end. Just a little dishonest. In right. all fairness, they, they uh, so they're currently still br- building bridges. And... It has been 50 years since our last collapse. <laughs> <laughs> I would say most of their bridges have not fallen. Most of them. Is mm-hmm. that a good <laughs> amount? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You be the judge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why did they go cheap is my question. Why? Why did they go cheap? Profits. Come on. It's got to be profits, right? If they are a merger, they are, by their own admission, a merger of 28 steel and bridge manufacturing companies. Uh So that means they, they merged into one guy's pocketbook. And he was like, you know what? I think I want more this year. I want more. Okay. And he wanted to, you know, uh, buy, I want, I want a bigger boat. That's right. Oh, he wanted mm-hmm. a bigger boat. Profits. 
You know, I'm I mean, tired of my boat fitting guy, in the, the Ohio River. The guy I wanted, wanted a bigger boat. Yeah. That's <laughs> So, yes. Um most sources, here's what I found. Most sources report that the bridge cost 1.2 million, though Bullard et al cited a 1928 financial statement from American Bridge Company that put the cost at 900,000. Mm. So, they might have charged 1.2 million. Right, but then but actually they claimed exactly. nine hundred thousand. So that's what three hundred k in uh, redundancy steel and, bars that was not in it. This mm-hmm. is nineteen twenty eight when the bridge is being built. So right. the uh, three hundred. Maybe we can uh, look up what is the um, exchange rate? Not exchange rate. Yeah, like uh, what's it worth? Three hundred, three hundred thousand yeah. plus inflation. Inflation. Three hundred thousand plus inflation. Ooh, My this guess. is. Ni- okay, guess. what's your guess? This is My 1928. Guess. Where the financial uh, crisis has not happened. So it's Depression. Been almost, it's been almost 100 years. I think that $300,000 is probably worth $36.2 million. Whoa, no way. $300,000 is probably worth, I'm going to say, I'm going to put it at $2 million. Ooh. Okay. So, according Showcase to... Showcase Showdown. DollarTimes.com. <laughs> $300,000 in 1928 is worth $4 million. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, you were $641.62 <laughs> today. Wow. So you said $36 million. Well, you know. <laughs> you're you're more of a hopeful. I'm yeah. more of a. Pessimist. I was th- I was thinking about compound interest and uh, you know if you had it invested in like an index fund. Sure, sure, sure. So that's a but but four million is a pretty penny, you know. Yeah. And and that to me gives intent mm-hmm. for the American uh, bridge company major to intent. want to go cheap. Yes. So it's kind of just like a strike. Against the American Bridge Company. Mm-hmm. Now, the the other question is, who approved like of all of the who who are the inspectors, right? Now, the Dovey, West Virginia DMV website says inspections, which had been done by the private owner from 1928 to 1941, which private owner being American Bridge Company, right? were taken over by the State Road Commission in 1941, okay? State standards were followed during inspections, which were noted in 1959, 1963, and 1964. Following an inspection in 1965, some 30,000 in recommended repairs were completed. So they actually did some repairs in 65. Two more inspections were done in the summer of 1967 with a final visit by the commission's area maintenance engineer on December 6th. So the engineer, the maintenance engineer, went on December 6th. And and it crashed on the 15th. Yeah, that's nine days before. Wow. So now, but just going back to earlier, just uh, one, uh, our our buddy Henry Petrosky was talking about there was no, there's no way to ad- adequately inspect. Right. The the so even the inspectors are just kind of like, I mean they're there, but according to uh, this guy Petrosky, 
there's no way to adequately even inspect the bridge. So yeah. are the inspections even that important? Right. Here? Well, are I, they really to blame? Mm-hmm. Which is what we're trying to do. We're trying to figure out. I mean, Henry Petrowski, who I looked up, is actually pretty uh, legit. He's an American engineer specializing in failure analysis mm. and a professor both of enge- civil engineering and history at Duke University and also a prolific author. So he knows what he's talking about and he's the one who's pointing the finger at the designer. The designer. So the big question is, do we go over Henry's head and, and even though he doesn't want us to put inspectors on the board, do we put him there anyway? Well, okay, so this is very interesting that you bring this up. Remember the stress corrosion and the corrosion fatigue that was blamed earlier, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. By the inspectors. Mm-hmm. So the task force final report of the, the people who were doing the evaluation after the bridge collapse, three years after the collapse, they came up with, with their report and assigned no blame to the bridge designers. It's noted that they blamed it on stress corrosion and corrosion fatigue and they said that it was not known to occur in the cla- in that class of bridge material used under conditions of exposure normally encountered in rural areas. So they said that the designer couldn't <laughs> have known that stress corrosion and corrosion fatigue could have happened because they didn't have. So they're the knowledge. saying nobody's to blame. But that's right? a little fishy to me. That's fishy to me. They're yeah. saying that we didn't have the information about the sort of uh, of the environment. Yeah. Or, or are they saying they learned about the environment's effects on corrosion later? Okay, so let's learn a little bit about this corrosion thing, right? Sure. This is, again, uh, Petrowski, right? He says, the design made it difficult to inspect. Petrowski pointed out that the design did have a flaw, the failure was rooted in a design that inadvertently made inspection all but impossible and failure all but inevitable. So it's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? This is a chicken or egg situation, right? Stress corrosion. Egg, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) Stress corrosion cracking is the cracking induced from a combined influence of 10... Tensile stress and corrosive environment, the impact of SCC on a material usually falls between dry cracking and the fatigue threshold of that material. Now, this is getting scientific, right? Or this is getting engineering. Uh, That's our area engineering. of expertise, baby. <laughs> yeah, the good thing is I went to... Uh, never mind. I <laughs> I'm pretty sure you went to drama The good thing school. is you put dowels yeah. in your windows. Yeah. I did a lot of breathing physics. in the basement of a college in Tallahassee, so... <laughs> I'm uh, I'm qualified to talk physics. Well, this but, is physics. This is biology. I don't know. We're pretty this sure. This, this, we don't we'll even see. know what this is. This is a science. Um. So this, of course, led me to Google. How does corrosion happen? <laughs> <laughs> and okay, this is what I found. General corrosion occurs when most or all of the atoms on the same metal surface are oxidized, damaging the entire surface. Most metals are easily oxidized. I know that my uh, my silver metal jewelry gets oxidized, mm-hmm. right? Oh, I the- thought you had. I thought you were like my silver metal. Right. <laughs> full stop. No. And I was, I was like, what did it. you meddle in? <laughs> Please. I've, I've never touched a metal. <laughs> that couldn't fit around your finger. Floor routine. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, most metals are easily oxidized. They tend to lose electrons to oxygen and other substances in the air or in water. As oxygen is reduced 
gains electrons. It forms an oxide with the metal. Okay. So this is a lot to process. It's how your but bumper rusts, basically. Yes, yeah. essentially. So yeah. you're, what I'm getting here is that oxygen is to blame. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> It's going up on the board. It's going up Just on the board. That. No, oxygen is to blame. I mean, I mean, you had your chance to stop it in your side instead, and so we're right because it up on the I board. guess I guess the truth, uh, you know, from this point of view, from this angle, yes. Uh, and I should note here, I'm a people pleaser, so I'm going to have a real hard time deciding who to blame. <laughs> uh, I'm going to want everyone to agree to all take the blame, <laughs> and that's never going to happen because of the legal ramifications. But uh, yeah, it's it's the idea, you know, if the steel had a crack and there was no oxygen in the crack Mm. then the steel would not have corroded and therefore the design would have been fine right right that's the logic so it's almost so the manufacturer of the steel we should put that up on the board steel manufacturer should definitely go up on the board okay steel manufacturer is up there okay and if i got o2 as well yeah and if we recall from my research on the American Bridge Company, mm-hmm. they were a merge situation mm-hmm. of steel companies. Correct. Ooh. So I'm I'm assuming they their steel is in house. In house steel. Oh um, boy. Or or they have some kind of connection. I mean, sounds that- like a job for the fact checker. I'll be on that. <laughs> yeah. But if I was uh, a conglomerate of steel companies focused on bridges, I would probably sell myself my own steel for cheap. Exactly. Yeah. Oh boy. So more profits, more boats. Right. <laughs> more boats. You got to get the boat. Yeah, it's it's all about a boat. It's I mean, everybody. Boats. You know, anyone can afford a car. Who yeah. can afford a boat? The rich. <laughs> That's right. Yachts, baby. Now, another factor that plays into this collapse mm-hmm. is the increase in automobile weights and traffic. Okay? Two two major things. Mm-hmm. So, another thing that helped the corrosion fatigue and stress corrosion in bringing down the bridge was the weight of the new cars and trucks. At the time of the bridge construction, a typical family automobile was the Ford Model T with a weight of 1,500 pounds. The maximum permitted truck gross weight was about 20,000 pounds. Now, by contrast, at the time of the collapse, a typical family automobile weighed about 4,000 pounds. Ooh. And the large truck limit was 60,000 pounds. Bumper-to-bumper traffic jams on the bridge were also much more common, several times a day, five days each week thus causing more stress to the bridge elements. And again, more people were getting more cars. So 1928, less people owned cars than in 1967. Everyone was still on horses. I mean, not really. Not really, but... (laughs) (laughs) I take that But there were people who were using horses. Jockeys were on horses. Right. That's true. And they still are. (laughs) Because otherwise... (laughs) To some degree, yes. Otherwise, you're just walking. Yeah. (laughs) In in tight pants, <laughs> so, which is fine too. I mean, that is uh, heavier cars. You want to put heavier it up? Cars, yeah. the The automobile industry getting heavy, gaining gaining weight, letting itself go a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and this one I don't. This one I I have a hard time blaming the cars. I'm going to push back. This is my first. <laughs> well, I hope save it's okay. it for later. Okay, great. I'll wait. I feel much more comfortable waiting. <laughs> <laughs> and 
A few things that I wanted to bring up too before we start blaming are one, my favorite for this, uh, although we'll see what you think. Lack of alarmism. Bridge came to be known for its tendency to rock and shake. Okay. So this is well known for the people of the town. Salesman Ben Cedar crossed Silver Bridge around 15 minutes before its collapse, but only reluctantly. He Quote, I was worried about the bridge every time I crossed over. He said, if you got stuck in the middle of that bridge, you would wave back and forth, back and forth. Analysis showed that the bridge was carrying much heavier loads and it had originally been designed for and was poorly maintained. If I'm ever on a bridge and I have a feeling that I describe as waving, I will never use that bridge again. Yes. Right. But who do you call? So Ghostbusters. Where, where did the... Yeah, I know. <laughs> it felt like so, I had to like, say it. I, I thought about it. And I was like, don't do that. <laughs> but now I, that the host I, But I, you know, yeah. I, I, yeah. Th- the, you know, I thought about it. It makes me feel good. I, I okay. decided to go But where it. do you put your alarmism, I guess, is my, my question. If there isn't Twitter around at the time. Like, Twitter feels like the thing you would go and well, complain to these maybe. days. maybe. But where do you direct your alarmism at the time? Do you I guess I would go letter? to the Department of Transportation. If, if I need to cross that bridge every day... To get to work, and I get stuck in the middle of it one day, and I'm swaying back and forth. I'll be honest with you. I'll wait for a next time to get start swaying back and forth. Like I'll cross it again, and if it happens again, I'm like, this is not okay. I can't. I don't feel comfortable crossing this bridge every single day to right, go to work. Right, the first time you're like, it's maybe the wind. Is it me? Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. after it happens a couple of times, you're like, this is not good. After and- the second time, you don't say, let's cross that bridge when we get there. You t- you cross that bridge. <laughs> or you don't. You in don't. This case, cross, or you yeah. don't. Or I go around. You go but, around. I mean, I to might. other bridges. <laughs> I might start yeah. a petition or something. I, I, you got to get the it word really out. Is, who do you report it to? Who do you call when you need to let the city know that something is like, you know, because they might just be like, nah, it's fine. You know, like, sure. what do you know about bridges? Right. Right. I mean, nowadays you tweet at Mayor Garcetti and he gets it done. He gets, he, he fixes potholes. Does he though? I've, no. I've, I, you know me, I've, <laughs> I'm most likely to tweet in this room. I'm most likely to tweet at Mayor Garcetti about potholes. <laughs> Should it, um, maybe you can show up at a town hall. But town hall. But the point stands, and I'm going to put it up on the board. Lack of alarmism. Yes. You, know you want to put it? Yeah. I think lack so. of alarm. Lack of alarm. Yeah. The signs were there. Complacency among the populace. Complacency among the populace. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm a wordsmith. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Now there. are of course, I, what, one of the very interesting parts of this tragedy is the folklore that comes with it. Mm. I didn't know this going into it. So there were a few theories that came out after the bridge collapsed. One was the uh, sonic boom. And this was proven wrong. This theory was proven wrong. Yeah. But they thought that perhaps people in the area heard a sonic boom around the same time or just moments before the bridge fell. But investigators um, checked military installations and there was no aircraft capable of producing a sonic boom in the area. And the theory was pr- proven false. So okay. they thought like something made a sonic boom that caused the bridge to sway and fall. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was one What theory. they probably heard was the bridge falling. <laughs> It's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and another one was the curse of cornstalk. 
This was interesting. In mm. 19 in sorry, 1774, the Battle of Point Pleasant took place between approximately 1000 settlers and 1000 Native Americans. The con- commander of the Native American War Party was Chief Cornstalk, a well-respected and intelligent leader. During the battle, Cornstalk could see that the defeat was imminent for his forces, and he therefore let the troops make a crucial decision, either to fight to the death or to surrender. The Native American warriors chose to surrender, and with the surrender, Chief Cornstalk signed the Treaty of Camp Charlotte. Cornstalk and his son were later captured and murdered at Fort Randolph. Legend states that in his dying words, Cornstalk, still upset over his troops' defeat, placed a curse of death and destruction upon the entire Point Pleasant area. So could this be the reason? Investigations of the bridge collapse structure ruled out. The cornstalk. You can totally rule something curse. like that. Yeah, out. yeah, you can rule it. <laughs> they were just like, no, it. no. But hmm, I've heard it. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it'd be so fun to curse, like right, curse somebody, curse something right before you die. Totally. Yeah. Man. You get one right at the end there, yeah. and you can just yeah. throw it on. Anybody. Whoever drives this Toyota Camry next <laughs> will never reach fifty-five miles an hour. Just a, just a really basic, normal, like arbitrary, arbitrary curse. curse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. But one that has stuck is the Mothman. Have you heard of the Mothman? Only there's a movie called The Mothman Prophecies. Yes. I've never seen it, but I remember the cover of it. And I this think, is where it comes font. from. Really? Yes. <laughs> so, okay. For all for all the heavy documentation, one colorful theory suggests. This is from Timeline.com. The cause of the bridge collapse, a bit of West Virginia folklore. In 1970, the author John Keel popularized the legend of Mothman sightings, of whom began in 1966, so a year before the bridge collapse, Mm. and were seen on the bridge near the time of the accident, though whether as a warning or the cause is uncertain. Indeed, everyone, you know, still considers this one of the... um, uh, local monsters and they Mm. have a large statue of the monster one um, of the local monsters (laughs) there are many wikipedia says uh, mothman is a creature reportedly seen at the point pleasant area from november 12 1966 to december 15 1967 first newspaper report was published in the point pleasant register dated november 16 uh titled couple sees man-sized bird creature Something? The National Press soon picked up the reports and helped spread the stories across the United States. That's what John Keel's book, The Mothman Prophecies, is based on, essentially. So the connection to the bridge is that they thought that the Mothman cursed the bridge? So the Mothman was, like, it was said to have these, like, red eyes and... Mm. (laughs) you know, come out like a moth. Big papery wings. There were... Strong enough to blow this bridge down. Kind of. And and they, um, apparently, some people were like, eh, you just saw an owl. A big owl. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But other people were like, no, it's the Mothman. And the Mothman's one power is that he can create a tiny little fissure in a one right yeah yeah eye bar <laughs> he in a stared at the eye bar with his bright red eyes what's curious to me and is caused that caused the stress among the tensile strings <laughs> exactly. 
What is curious to me is that the Mothman left after the bridge collapse. So the one thing the Mothman was set out to do in his scary monsterness. His whole spiritual existence. Yeah, yeah. was to bring down this bridge. Just yeah, seems like a coincidence day. in timing for me for this for these guys. Yeah. So, I mean, do you want to put the Mothman well, up on the board? I, have a, I, have I mean, a, I wonder what happened to the Mothman afterwards. Maybe he was just like, huh? Well, my work here is done. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Off to Bermuda. <laughs> I have I have a little sideboard okay. of, of, in case we panic and can't find anybody to blame in the original board, the sideboard has the Sonic Boom, the Cornstalk's Curse, and the Mothman. That's How amazing. That? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Could the Mothman be Cornstalk's? Oh, heads up. Oh, my God. So, blew your mind. And... He farted a cosmic sonic. <laughs> no. Yes. So, Chris, why don't you read uh, what we have up on the board? I would be happy to. So, up on the board, for who's to blame for the Silver Bridge collapse? We have cold water, something we cruised right by early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was early. <laughs> don't. A little, I was hot. I was hot. I was feeling hot. I came in hot. Um, we splashed cold water on that theory. Yes, we did. Uh-huh. The American Bridge Company. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ohio and West Virginia government. Mm-hmm. Fair. J.E. Griner. I forget what we named. What He's the designer. Charlotte. 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 Griner. The designer. The inspectors, which we did, we were undecided on. We never fully decided, but I put them inspectors question mark. Oxygen. <laughs> the element oxygen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Steel manufacturer. Yeah. Who is, which was in house. We're assuming. We're but assuming. Yeah. We're going to say that's probably American Bridge. I couldn't yeah. find it. Yeah. We're going to say that's American A Bridge. Heavier cars. Okay. Which Matt, Matt wanted to push back, push back against. And Get we ready. Said, yeah. We said hold Get off on ready. that. And uh-huh. we're probably going to hear something about that now. Okay. And complacency among the populace. Mm. So once again, really quick. Coldwater, American Bridge Company, Ohio and West Virginia government, J.E. Griner, inspectors, oxygen, steel manufacturer, heavier cars, complacency among the populace. Okay. So I think off the bat, I think we can cross cold water out. What do you think, Matt? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Don't, don't rub my <laughs> nose in it. I'm not a dog who peed on the floor. <laughs> Okay. You're really hot on that cold water early, weren't <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. But you know what? We're. I think it's. It's been. Well, up long I was enough. thinking the cold water would it could potentially be part of the loss of life. But yes, it really all goes back to the I, bridge. I think if, water, if anything, would be not just cold water, not the temperature of the water. Okay, sure. Look, he's admitted it was <laughs> yeah. not a solid. Boy, what'd you do today, Matt? Well, I went on a podcast and got just dragged through the mud. <laughs> For saying one thing <laughs> early on when I was excited. I was excited to be there. I wanted to participate. Um, okay, so we're going to cross that off. I also feel like, well, tell me your heavier car theory. Why you why you don't think that that should because, be blamed? Because uh, this is the thing. You never see your car weight as part of why you buy a car. Mm. Nobody's like, well, you got to buy this car. It's five thousand pounds. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not. It's, it's not a thing. You're not like, ooh, power, power steering. Although and, uh, I ABS will say, brakes. Go ahead. Well, I, I, I will say that the Prius. I don't have a Prius, um, and I don't know how much they weigh, but they do feel lighter than other cars. Like when you're driving in the wind, and the Santa Ana 
winds hit it, you're like, whoa. Right, right. Oh, this is plastic. And, uh, <laughs> I did. So I, much plastic. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I, you know, when I was buying a hybrid, I was like, maybe not the, maybe a heavier uh, hybrid, not the wow. Prius. So I, I did take that into consideration. But I would say but you're did, right. But did you say, oh, and now that I got this heavier car, maybe I shouldn't drive on some bridges? No, never. Exactly. Okay, so that's a really good point. <laughs> <laughs> you're back. Really I'm going to cross out heavier cars because yes. that's valid. Now, oh, the inspectors. I think we can take the inspectors off. I, I agree with that. I think the inspectors did as much as they could yeah. given their time in history. Right, I they agree. couldn't. I, they, we know that they could not actually inspect the inside of the beam. They were actively making repairs and calling for repairs, taking care of the bridge to the best of their ability. Agreed. Right. Off the list. We're mm-hmm. signing with Petrosky here. Yep. No yeah. No way to adequately inspect. Okay, just so we uh, know what's up. So you guys know what's up on the board: American Bridge Company, Ohio West Virginia government, the designer J.E. Jarliff. Gre- Jarliff. I don't, and I apologize to all Jarliffs out there. Yeah, you got a lot of people <laughs> listening to the pod who are Jarliffs, uh, Jarliffs of America. Hey, if if you're an uh, Jarliff from Ireland listening to the podcast, we thank you. Yep, and cousin Aaron is happy with her husband. So, (laughs) (laughs) oxygen, steel manufacturers, and uh, complacency in the population. I think out next, I would cross off the Ohio and West Virginia government. Really? Well, tell me what. Yeah. uh, I think they accepted the bid, right? Right. Like, they had to come together to accept the bid from American Bridge Company. I don't think we can take them off of it. And they accepted, you know... Initially, this is the other thing. Initially, they had a design from Jarlath Griner that was uh, more secure, right? It had more redundancies. And then American Bridge Company came in with this lower bid of the I-bar beams. Right. And the, only the two I-bar beams. And then the governments said... We want cheaper. Thank you. We'll do the cheaper thing. Right. Um, right. If that, if if my fact uh, pattern is correct, let's. Re- I'm going to just double check here. Uh, the American Bridge Company, which won the bid for the project, settled on the cheaper method of using I bars instead of cables. So they settled on the cheaper method. Yes. But there was no oversight from the government. There That's had to crazy. have been. Right. That's crazy. There had to have been. Unless the government's like, look, here's the budget. You guys do what you, you gotta do. You guys make the thing. Figure it out. So you they're, figure it they're, out. They were a little complacent themselves. Right. I mean, that case, you kind of lump that into complacency among the populace. We could um, take the government down. Uh. Well, here's what I think. I think the designer is hired by the American Bridge Company. So that, um, that goes hand in hand. I, I think we can take the designer off. Because We're he's an employee of, of, or he's being uh, hired by these people. Okay, you know, it's hard because the the, the company is then trusting that the designer is making an, a good design. Yeah, but you can lump them together. I think you got. He's an employee. Yeah, I think we'll lump them together. So the designer is going in. So we're okay. Now, what about oxygen? Listen, if you don't have oxygen, none of us can breathe. So if I we just put don't oxygen think... in the alarmist jail, yeah. we are in big trouble. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. You can't like I don't. I as much as 
yes, oxygen caused the corrosion. Oxygen exists everywhere, right. and without it, we're all dead. Yes. So how can it if you blame it for death you can't blame you, you can't blame it for life and death <laughs> that's true right? you can't have your cake out. and eat it too exactly so i feel good about that and i also feel good about the amount of time it stood up on the board it paid i liked dues. that we got that big yeah yeah <laughs> you know what I, I i love about this too is that we never put um the actual like fracture up on the 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 actual thing that was deemed by the investigators as oh, the, the cause. Oh, the teeny little fracture. <laughs> yeah, but the teeny little fracture. It just wanted to be. <laughs> the, it just wanted to be the, the stress little... fracture. The yeah. stress corrosion, though. Well, it's, the corrosion just, was the yeah, oxygen. I, so I'm it was really the fracture was like I'm just hanging out. No, I, I, I can't want, blame. I'm fine. The bridge went up without with the with it already there. It was there from the jump. Yeah. I'm so just, it was like. I'm cool. Look, I'm and just then the oxygen here. was like, you're not Get cool. Watch me make you not cool. It's true. Yeah. All right. Okay. Steel manufacturers. I got a bone to pick with those. Go. Um, and a complacency. Um, complacency. With the I, I think. Can we blame I'm, ourselves? I. I don't think we. Can, I don't think you can blame the populace more than you, more than be... you can more than you can blame the bridge company. Right, like because right. now we're into evaluations of who who has who is more to blame. Mm-hmm. Right, like if if the guy who said I felt it waving in the wind uh, had gone to city council, who, who knows what would have happened? It would have right. been a bureaucratic nightmare, nightmare and probably taken forever. So I I think while complacency among the populace did exist and continues to exist to today, <laughs> yeah. um, it is. Not the source sure. of a bridge collapse. Okay. I, I feel really um, good about what you just said. And um, <laughs> I feel really good about all the, all that the words that. And also, you know, you this is what we're fighting. Off. This is what we're fighting. We are fighting human complacency. Correct. In this podcast. So. Um, and you could say that complacency is a part of the low bid, is a part sure. of the. Right. Slap on the wrist. Slap on the wrist for complacency. Right. Uh, but you're coming yeah. off the board. Now, with steel manufacturers, it's like your job is to make a piece of steel. Yeah. And your yeah. job is to make sure that it do- this piece of steel doesn't have a hairline fracture mm-hmm. in it, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. as a person who's buying it, I don't know that there's a, a fracture. I, I don't know. I, I'm You're selling me this product, well, and I'm assuming... Just to be clear, the fracture didn't come with the product. It came later. The, the fracture wasn't, uh, the fracture occurred because of the oxidization. No. Well, the fracture, there no, there was a hairline fracture in the metal. From the jump. Yeah. From the beginning. Oh. Yeah. yeah. The hairline fracture I gotta go was back there. and listen to this podcast. But this is the other, th- so this is, again, I don't, I, I, I think, I would imagine that steel manufacturers understand that there are bound to be flaws yes. in the, chemical makeup of any steel beam yes. or steel cable and that is why you build redundancies if if the assumption was all steel is perfect right we pour it into this thing it comes out in this shape and we know that it has no flaws then we wouldn't we wouldn't build backups and then you right? just need one eye bar why build the two you know exactly you just need one eye yeah bar. Although I think for the pin purposes it needs to, but whatever. <laughs> We're getting <laughs> right. But um, I I agree with you. I I, I think that you're right. It's an element that we 
We're aware you know, of it, right? Exactly. Like, okay, so coming off the board. So now up on the board, we have the American Bridge Company slash designer and Ohio and West Virginia government, baby. This is so fascinating. <laughs> wow. This is so fascinating because we Chicken. literally have like a private entity and a public entity. <laughs> right. Who is to blame? Who's I mean, to blame? you could literally, you could extrapolate this into every problem that exists in our country. It's like, is it the corporate entity or is it the failure of the government? Uh, right. This is a hard one. Oh, this is so How will hard. we ever pick? What, who's to blame? I don't Why are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, man, the, this really bumps up against like my preconceived notions about like who I am and how I believe in politics and things. Oh yeah. Well, well, because I my, feel like you're strongly leaning toward the government. I am. Interesting. Wow. Which I guess that's the thing is maybe maybe for me I want my government to be accountable. I guess it doesn't mean that I disagree with the idea that you know that government should exist or be effective or or participate in the day-to-day life of its citizens, but that it should be accountable. But then is that Oh gosh, is that just the that is what government is in practice, right? I guess that's what a conservative person would say, right? We've real I've gotten off topic a little. No, bit. but no, go I'm, on. I'm with you. <laughs> but the idea would be like, yes, in theory government is effective and meaningful, right. but once we put it into practice because humans are flawed. They're just people it will, too. They will people have too. a flawed it will have a flawed delivery of whatever you offer government. Man. Wow. But, and I will say this. The, I did not expect to have this happen to my brain today. <laughs> but I will say this. Like, in government, like in suspension bridges, there are backup plans, right? So it's 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 mm. all about if one thing fails, the other thing, it, it's not all right. going to crumble, right? Right. And it, yeah, it's it's it's... There's fail-safes, right? There's multiple, you know, it's... Uh, Hopefully, is, if you build it right. Our government is by the people, of the people, for the people. So it, it is meant to have fail-safes, right? Or right. redundancies. And transparency, and they, they are meant to be accountable, right? There's yeah. transparency right, accountability. and accountability. Whereas in a corporation, there's not the requirement of transparency and accountability. Yes. Man. I guess... <sighs> okay, um... This is it's so hard. deep. <laughs> yeah, this we are. is so deep. This is as deep as the Ohio River itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I did we ever Which get we to ever, how deep yeah. that was? I didn't. I kind of got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> Our fact checker gets easily distracted. I get easily distracted. I think that's my thing. Water. Like I'm the easily distracted fact uh, checker. Fact checker. <laughs> I can't believe the Ohio River though wasn't on the board because if, the, if there was no river. You wouldn't have a bridge. Well, it would have Jeez. just... But that's all like causation. Put the plate tectonics on the board while we're right. at it. I mean... Exactly. I know. We've had oxygen. <laughs> that's true. We did have oxygen. Okay. I am leaning towards the American Bridge Company and the mm-hmm. designer. I, I, I can't get behind... Like, I can't, I can't get past the, the, them going cheap and only doing the two eye bars. Because it... it, it, it just do the six eye bars. Spend the extra three hundred thousand. Yeah, you're not going to get the mm-hmm. boat, but you know it's safety. It's lives. There are lives at stake. Mm. Not a time to take risk. No. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Yeah. 
I th- I'm with you. I I, I am know that the- with you. I think that if you are the government and you, we don't know all of the back and forth between these two entities, right. That are clearly to blame, and you have to wonder if at a certain point. Right, I guess this is this this is this is it. This is why I can blame the bridge company. Is that if you are a bridge company and you come to me and let's say I am uh, the mayor of Point Pleasant, yes. right, and I am dealing with all of these different issues in my town, right? We've got everything from local tax policy to you know uh, we got stray cats. You know what I mean? And we got to deal right. with the Wow, what cats. a town. And we also got the bridge, right? And the American Bridge Company comes and says, I'm going to build you this safe bridge. Here's how this design works. It's got these I-bars. Everything's secure. Yeah. I'm going to say, that sounds good. Okay, I'm not an engineer. As a mayor, yeah, exactly. You're not an engineer. You have to trust, you have to trust the people around you. And the corporations need to earn your trust. Exactly. And those are the people who let us down in this case. Is that sort of what you're... Totally agree. Yes, that's it. 100%. That that they vouched for this version yeah. of a bridge, and they did it uh, cheaply and knowingly cheaply, because we have the yes. tax records. Knowingly, they did it on the cheap. Yeah. They were trying to save money, and so they are, in my mind... To blame. To blame. <laughs> I, I mean, I, it's settled for me. It's settled for me. It's settled for you, I think. Settled. And, uh, it's settled for fact checker Chris. Easily distracted fact checker approves. <laughs> so it's settled. The American Bridge Company is going to the alarmist jail. So we didn't blame the bot- Mothman, but we put a big bad corporation up. <laughs> I don't know if they're Although a big Mothman, bad Although, Mothman, if you're listening to the pod, come check me out. Come to my house. You probably know what it is um, if you're a real Mothman, because I'd love to believe in uh, monsters. It, and if they, it does make a visit, um, just know that it's going to be the first visit in a long time, since 1967. Right. So it's been hiding for a while. What an honor. So. What an yeah. honor. And then my retaining wall is going to collapse. <laughs> See how he does against those dowels. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He'll get in very easily. <laughs> very easily. Well, Matt, thank you so much for my joining us. pleasure. Thank if there's you so anything you want to also tell our listeners about that you do. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I have uh, a, a podcast that also has an Instagram profile. It's called Dad Scraps. <laughs> so you just go to Dad dot scraps on instagram you can find everything there it's me and a couple other guys who are just uh trying to figure out how to be good fathers together i love this and uh we post about our experiences and um it it's kind of like funny a dad scrap is the leftovers that are on your child's plate <laughs> that um is mostly what you eat once you become a dad. <laughs> That's great. And it's like, sometimes it feels like cheating because it's like, well, I'm supposed to be on a healthier diet, but I gave my kid mac and cheese, so watch me scarf this. <laughs> oh, um, and other times you're like, yeah, I don't need that cold, pulled apart salmon, you know? Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> dad scraps. Check it out. Well, thank you so much, and check out Matt on Young Sheldon. Thursdays at 8 on CBS. See you next time. After the bridge collapse. The collapse bridge was replaced by the Silver Memorial Bridge, which was completed in 1969. It inspired legislation to ensure that older bridges were regularly inspected and maintained. However, aging infrastructure is still a problem in the United States. 
1983, the Mianus River Bridge in Greenwich, Connecticut collapsed, causing the deaths of three drivers. The I-35 West Mississippi River Bridge disaster in 2007 resulted in 13 deaths. The Silver Bridge was the impetus for the National Bridge Inspection Standards. These guidelines, still in use today, require all public bridges containing a 20-foot-plus span to be examined every two years. Erios. Powered by ACAST. 